You are tuned to the Nahum Siegel Network on jmandtheam.org and nachumsegel.com. Stay tuned for JM Sunday with Matis Weingast.
Good morning, everyone, and welcome to JM Sunday right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm your host, Matis Weingast, and today is September 13th, 2015, 29th day in the month of Elul 5775, as we get ready to uh, usher in a brand new year of 5776, tonight being Rosh Hashanah, today is Erev Rosh Hashanah, and uh, tonight we usher in the Rosh Hashanah holiday, and uh, it is, uh, of course, our hope that this will be a very auspicious year ahead, and we wish everybody out there who listens to us and who joins us every Sunday morning and on the Nachum Siegel Network a uh, a wonderful Yom Tov. This morning we'll be playing music from uh, different artists, uh, much of which surrounds the Yom Tov holiday. I will be joined later on this morning by a guest that I have, the first guest of the uh, new year, the new season, I should say, here on the Nachum Siegel Network. And that will be Rabbi Elchanan Shaf. He is uh, from California. He just wrote a new book entitled, Lord, Get Me High, Making the Most of the High Holiday Season by Exploring Themes from Ladavid, which we've been saying all month. So we'll have him on with a Rosh Hashanah message later on this morning. That'll come up in the second hour, probably around 8.15. Morning Chizuk at 7.30 and a uh, a live uh, segment, News from Israel in English at 8 o'clock with Hannah Julian. It is uh, currently 66 outside in the New York, New Jersey area, going up to a high of 76 degrees cloudy. Tonight going down to 56 degrees and partly cloudy. Tomorrow, the uh, the weather forecast is nice. For Yom Tov tomorrow and Tuesday. In uh, Jerusalem, it's 94 degrees right now. Partly cloudy, going down to 72 degrees. It's scheduled to be in the 90s tomorrow also. And uh, so that should be very good weather for Rosh Hashanah. Today also marks something in the uh, in the Nachum Siegel Network calendar that is extremely important and that will play something interesting a little bit later on. Today is actually the anniversary of Nachum beginning on WFMU back in 1983. What was that 32 years we just finished? Nachum started on WFMU era of Rosh Hashanah. It was a Wednesday and uh, that began the career that has continued till today and we wish Nachum so many more years. Everything that we do here is because of Nachum and because Nachum started the show on WFMU back in uh, 
1983. Unbelievable. Uh, I did not mention that if you're doing Dafyomi, today is Nazir Daf 22. Let's go to the music. We'll talk a little bit more later. And we're going to start off with Levi Falkowitz. Thanks for joining me, everyone, right here on JM Sunday on the Nachum Siegel Network.
here on JM Sunday with uh, Vahashiv Return. Before that, we heard music from, going back a while, Lashana Haba from Amude Sheish. We heard Benny Friedman, Gideon Levine, Levi Falkowitz. And that opened up our song segment for the first half hour of this morning's show. Good morning, everyone. My name is Matis Weingast. I'm here with you on JM Sunday on this Erev Rosh Hashanah. It is the last day of the um, of the year before the holiday. Uh, Rosh Hashanah begins tonight, and uh, actually tomorrow uh, technically is the last day of the year, of course. But uh, you know, we always look at the beginning of Rosh Hashanah as the beginning of a new year. And uh, I thank you all for listening this morning, for joining me here on the show, and. Uh, for the last the three years, as we start our fourth year here on JM Sunday, all thanks to Nachum Siegel, who actually celebrates an anniversary today, because it was back in 1983 that he first got onto the airwaves at um, 
at the WFMU, and that started his career on the WFMU and brought it to what it is today. So we'll have a little more to say about that uh, later on this morning. Right now, it is time for um, morning chizuk. Rabbi Goldwasser's words: Lazecha Nishmas, Rabbi Zev, Rabbi Yosef Halevi, and Esther Bas, Rabbi Yosef Halevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with morning chizuk. Good evening. Erev Rosh Hashanah, the last day of the year, is the time when we all have the power to correct our deficiencies. The Chidush Yarim says it's possible to do tshuva on Erev Rosh Hashanah for the whole past year. Our sages tell us that one day in the year is considered a year. Furthermore, we learn in Psachim that Miksa Sayom Kekuloi, part of the day, is considered as if it was the entire day. If an individual does tshuva on the last day of the year, that day is considered a year. Then it's going to be considered as we did tshuva the entire year. During Mincha and Erev Rosh Hashanah, we ask in our very last prayers for the previous year, Borecholeinu Hashem Elokeinu Es Hashanah Hazois. Bless for us, Hashem, this year. One can ask an interesting question. In only a few moments, the year will be over. Why do we ask Hashem to bless this year? The great tzaddik, Reb Sholem of Bells, explains, Shua Hashem keherafayin. The salvation of Hashem is as quick as the blink of an eye. Even the last few minutes of the year still have the title of this year. And in those last few moments, our salvation can arrive. I would like to take this opportunity to wish all of our listening family a Shana Tova Masuka, a very good, healthy, and sweet year. May it be filled with all of Hashem's finest blessings, spiritually and materially. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, Bringing you morning chizik. Oh, oh, oh. 
That was the Nachi Krohn band with uh, Barosh Hashanah. Here on JM Sunday, before that, Shlemy Kaufman with uh, Yigdal. It's uh, 7.45 in the morning here uh, on JM Sunday on the Nachum Siegel Network. We are in Eastern Time. It is Erev Rosh Hashanah. It is uh, getting to the close of 57.75 as we herald in 57.76. Beginning tonight is the holiday of Rosh Hashanah. Coming up at approximately 8.15, uh, which will be a little bit after the news from Israel. My guest will be uh, Rabbi Hanan Shaf of the uh, of the uh, Base Knesses of Faircrest Heights in Los Angeles. He wrote a book, uh, absolutely amazing. Uh, it's called "Lord Get Me High: Making the Most of the High Holiday Season," and it is an exploration of the uh, themes of. Psalm 27, Ladavit, that we say from the beginning of Elul through Shemini Atzeres, at least in the Ashkenazi community, it is that custom. Some places, uh, some shall say it once a day, twice a day, some three times a day. Some don't say it at all. But we'll talk about the book and we'll talk about the message that he has for us uh, on this era of Rosh Hashanah. If you're able to get it sometime today, get the book sometime today at your local bookstore, uh, I r- highly recommend that you do. It'll be a nice companion for uh, for your studies uh, over Rosh Hashanah and the days to come. So that'll be at about 8.15 this morning. As I mentioned, news from Israel, Hannah Julian, the last one of the year, of uh, this year, 57.75. That'll be coming up at 8 o'clock in just a few minutes. Today is also the anniversary of Nachum being on WFMU. Nachum started back in 1983 on Era of Rosh Hashanah. And uh, he uh, he began there and built up some 32 years later everything that we have here, and we thank him so much for uh, for starting that morning. <laughs> little did he know, little did he know what would transpire so many years later, so many decades later, and continues and will continue hopefully for many many more decades to come. We're going to try to play a clip of that. Believe it or not, we have a, that uh, that audio recording of the first day. So we will try to play it. We'll see if we can do that before the end of the show. We're going to go back to the music now. The Simcha Liner with uh, Valibush Jalayim right here on JM Sunday on the Nachum Siegel Network. <laughs> Shalayim, <laughs> 
to ase.
David here on the JM Sunday. My name is Matta Swingast, and uh, we are here with you every Sunday morning on the Nachum Siegel Network. It is Erev Rosh Hashanah, the uh, beginning of the new year. Fifty-seven seventy-six is just uh, upon us, and it is the end of fifty-seven seventy-five. And as we do every Sunday morning here on uh, on JM Sunday, we uh, welcome Hannah Julian. Middle East news analyst and senior correspondent at JewishPress.com. She joined us every month, every Sunday morning to bring us up to date on the latest happenings in the state of Israel. Good morning, Hannah Julian. And good morning, Marcus. Thank you. I want to thank you in the beginning here uh, for joining us every Sunday morning to bring us the news from Israel in English, which is a very popular segment and uh, listened to by so many people really appreciate uh, the insight that you give us. Uh, we know that it's a lot. Uh, it, it takes a lot out of you to do it. We want to you know, thank you and uh, ahead of time wish you and your family a uh, Shana Tova. And to you as well. Thank you so much. And uh, it's been my pleasure all year long. A Hasiva the Hasima Tova to you, to the family, to the new couple, and to all the listeners as well. Thank you. What, what I have a, I have news a, do you I have, have a, <laughs> yeah, there is some, just some interesting, I have a surprise pop quiz for you for the last story, so you have, you really have to listen carefully. Okay. <laughs> Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu sent out, first of all, his annual Rosh Hashanah greeting this morning in a video message from our eternal capital, Jerusalem saying that it's become evident to all but the most bigoted and prejudiced that Israel stands out like a beacon of progress, of democracy and human rights in a region plagued by fanaticism, terror, and savagery. He urged everyone to join with Israel in repelling the slander 
that's being perpetrated against the Jewish state by staying united, being proud of our past and confident in our future. He asked Jews everywhere to join together with all Israelis and friends of Israel and the Jewish people everywhere this Rosh Hashanah in wishing for a better future for the world, for the Middle East, and for the one of them and only Jewish state. Uh, a few quick headlines. There were clashes on the Temple Mount this morning between police officers and Palestinian Arabs who barricaded themselves in the Al-Aqsa Mosque where they had squirreled away piles of rocks, fireworks, and bottles, which they use as weapons in attacks on police and visitors to the site. Police did manage to keep the attackers holed up in the mosque long enough for visitors to enter the Temple Mount compound and tour the site this morning. That was despite the attempts by the Arabs to prevent visitors from entering the site. They did not succeed, and the visitors were able to tour the site. In Judea, IDF soldiers from the Kafir Brigade uncovered a cache of weapons while searching a home in Hebron last night. This came during the arrest of a wanted Arab fugitive at the home. The soldiers found shotguns, knives, and other weapons parts during their search. IDF forces also arrested four other Palestinian Arab fugitives elsewhere in Judea and Samaria during the night. On the domestic front, the Rabbinical Selection Committee has appointed 22 new judges to the rabbinical courts for the first time in nearly five years. A total of 24 vacant positions were available on the courts. There are now seven new Sephardic judges, seven from the Ashkenazi Haredi sector, and eight national religious rabbinic judges. And finally, that Top quiz question for the foreign policy box <laughs> and for you, Matis. Yes. <laughs> Who thinks it's a good idea to hook up Gaza to a gas pipeline from Israel? Hmm. That's a good question. Would it be somebody who is thinking intelligently or, uh, or not thinking intelligently? Um, I think that, uh, let's see, it would be perhaps Qatar, the country of Qatar. Is that possible? It might indefinitely be, but you know something? There are some government officials in Jerusalem who are considering the idea that was proposed by Qatar as well. This is according to a report on Israel Radio this morning. Can you believe this? <laughs> I you never know. Maybe they were inhaling too many of the fumes. I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't know, but they're discussing it. They are discussing this. They are really, really discussing this. Qatar and uh, some officials, at least in Jerusalem, are discussing this. That's uh, no comment. No comment. Well, we'll leave you with this. You know, it's interesting because, as as uh, of course you know, you're you're there. The uh, the massive uh, gas uh, fines that uh, natural gas uh, fines that Israel has made in the Mediterranean. Uh, everybody says it, it uh, poises Israel to be a uh, uh, an energy supplier in the coming years and decades. I think that what the story is is Qatar wants a piece of the action because <laughs> Egypt has just found a gas field that nearly dwarfs the Leviathan field that Egypt, that Israel found, and wow. that's what this is about. So th there may be some discussion going on there, and Qatar cannot get it in with Egypt because Egypt 
is not very happy with Qatar because <laughs> Qatar is close to Hamas. So there's uh, something going on there. What, what, is, what is the expression, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, right? <laughs> that, that's, that's Have you ever expression. played the game Risk? Yes. Have you ever played that game yes, Risk? Yes, yes. So that's, that's what this is about. That and some combination of three-dimensional chess. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, that... Uh, where is Mr. Spock? You, you never know. You never know. <laughs> well, that's very interesting news uh, coming from uh, coming from Israel. And again, we thank you for bringing this type of news to us all year round. We look forward to you joining us again next Sunday right here on JM Sunday. How, how's the weather for the next few days? It's supposed to be good, right? The weather, it's going to be very good. It's going to be warm. It's warm now, in fact. The, the problem here is the humidity, which seems to have risen ever since we've had that haze over the past few days. But it is not as bad as it was. It's in the 90s right now. It will go down to the mid-70s to around 80 overnight. It'll be like that all week long. Uh, humidity is about 40%, 60 in the center of the country. Hmm. Otherwise, it's, it's going to be a great week, a little bit cloudy in around Wednesday, but we'll make it through the holiday with beautiful sunny skies. Excellent. I wish everyone a really wonderful, wonderful week. Have a sweet, healthy, prosperous new year, and I'll see you all next year. God willing. Thanks <laughs> I'm again. I'm Julian. Have a great, great week. Take care, Hannah Julian. That's our news from Israel right here on the Nachum Siegel Network on JM Sunday. My thanks again to Hannah Julian for... Uh, joining us every Sunday morning to give us the news from Israel. Coming up in a few minutes, uh, I'll be joined by my first guest of the uh, new season of JM Sunday, and uh, that will be Rabbi Elchanan Schaff of uh, Beis Knesses at uh, Faircrest Heights in Los Angeles. We'll talk about his new book, Lord Get Me High, Making the Most of the High Holiday Season by Exploring Themes from Ledovid, Psalm 27. And... Uh, We'll talk with him in just a couple of minutes. Uh, here is a, a selection. Let's see if you can figure out why I'm playing this. It should be pretty easy. Uh, here's a selection going back many years from Kesher, right here on JM Sunday.
15 in the morning here on uh, JM Sunday on the Nachum Siegel Network. That was uh, Kesher going back uh, going back a number of years, and uh, the song was Acha Shoalti. It should be clear to uh, most people why I played that now, uh, right before our uh, next, our first guest actually of the new season of the Nachum Siegel Network comes on. Uh, it is uh, 8.15 in the morning, and it gives me great pleasure to welcome to the airwaves, as it were, Rabbi Achanan Shaf. He is the rabbi of the base Knesses at Faircrest Heights in Los Angeles. It is early over there, and uh, Rabbi Shaf is the author of a new book entitled Lord Get Me High, Making the Most of the High Holiday Season by exploring themes from Ladavid, Psalm 27, which uh, we have been saying since the beginning of the month. Good morning, Rabbi Shaf. Welcome to JM Sunday. Good morning. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> you sound more awake than I am, and I know that it is very early in the morning over there where you are in Los Angeles. I guess you're ready, getting ready for early morning sleepers over there. Yes, a busy day. Thank you, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Uh, the uh, the book is amazing. You just uh, published it, and uh, the first question I want to ask is, uh, what prompted you to to write this book? Oh, such a good question. So I'll tell you, I I uh, I started to notice, as probably many of us have, that um, despite you know, even people with a pretty healthy relationship. With with Yamunorum, you know, who enjoy it and they like the tefila and they like the songs. And nevertheless, there is a certain a certain challenge, you know, with uh, it's a long dominant and slichus and it starts early and all kinds of things. Um, you know, for example, somebody said to me that just this year, you know, uh, one of my uh, balabatim said to me, "Would it, Rabbi, would it really be such a big deal if I just don't uh, if I just don't do slichus matishavas?" You know, all right. kinds of sort of, you know, or, or, you know, I remember as a kid, 
um, spending the half of Yamunarab services, sort of counting how many pages are left in the mosque. Right. <laughs> so you know that's well, when you're nine years old, it's one thing, but 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 when you're 29 or 30, <laughs> and you're, you're an adult, um, if there's that much energy invested in like, oh gosh, this is this is too much. So you know, I just sort of imagine. I mean, somebody with uh, just give you an example. Imagine somebody who had you know hundred thousand dollars of of credit or debt. Um, and they're swimming in this, and they don't know how they're ever going to pay this back. And suddenly they get a phone call saying, listen, I, I think I would just, uh, I'm with uh, American Express, we're just going to drop all of it. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, like, it's going to take four hours. You've got to come down and sign something. <laughs> like, a person would dance. So sure. the idea that in our life we may have made a poor choice, or we were, like, there's such a fantastic positive message um, to tshuva and second chances and, and getting an opportunity to do it right this time and, and so much more. That I felt like, you know, a, a paradigm shift was in order, just kind of putting an interesting spin uh, that Chazal have given us and the Svarim give, and just to kind of present that. Sure, and this particular psalm is so uh, tied into this holiday season, the uh, Yom Neroim, the High Holidays, because we begin saying it on um, on Rosh Chodesh uh, Elul and continues to Shemini Atzeres. Although there are many different customs, as, as you know, some say it once a day, twice, three times. Some don't say it, uh, and uh, you could you could write a book just on the uh, customs of when to say it and when not to say it. Uh, but it's certainly something so uh, integral, and the and when you, I, I, I guess, like like you said, if we read it through as just saying, okay, there are 14 uh, verses in it, and we read it, you know, whenever in shul, it, it just goes quickly. Uh, some of us may be more familiar with uh, the verses because there are a lot of songs in the in this. A lot of songs came out of the uh, the right. verses here. We just played Akashavalti, which is the the fourth uh, pasuk in um, in in this particular uh, tale, in this particular psalm. Uh, so. Uh, you said in your book that you you didn't want to write, uh, you know, why we say it and all that. You wanted to get into each um, each uh, uh, sentence, each verse, if you will, and um, and come up with a concept. And they're extremely interesting. Now, when you talk about uh, the tie-in uh, in each verse, though, uh, why do you think? I, I know you don't didn't want to do this in the book. Particularly, but why do you think overall this particular psalm was chosen for this particular time period? That's fascinating. I mean, it's it's always hard to to to, to say. Um, but one one thing we know is is that you know Chazal do tell us that oh, you know Hashem Ori Vigishi um, means that on Rosh Hashanah Hashem is Ori and on Yom Kippur He's Yishi. So my light, my salvation, you know, whatever we're, however we're going to interpret that, um, they directly relate to the experience of how we perceive Hashem after properly orienting and understanding Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Um, and the Farshim, you know, talk even about the key it's been any besuko. A lot of people bring that as a chazal. It's not clear who says that, but besuko in his sukkah, in his embrace, in his, you know, canopy, so that that relates directly to sukkah, hard to miss that. Um, so that this is sort of a process of how we are enlightened by Yom Nuram. And then we say it as we go through that. So that's the, off the bat how we know it's related and it's connected. But then we, as we read it, um, I would say that just about anybody who reads carefully through Rudavid can't miss that so many of these themes are directly related to what we're meant to be doing. 
And that's what we wanted to show in the book. We wanted just to kind of go through one by one these different ideas. Um, it was meant to be a slim volume. You know, what we weren't looking to write something long and, and challenging. It's something somewhat thin, you know, 14 chapters. You could take it with you to show. Um, you know, many people have finished it, uh, you know, in, a, in, the, in the two, three weeks since they bought it. Many, many people. I've written six other books on Sarum session and I know of a handful of people that finished the other ones, but since this is a little smaller, right. you know, uh, Yes, you you are a prolific writer and have uh, published a number of books, uh, and uh, this particular one, Lord Get Me High, the uh, making the most of the high holiday season by exploring themes from Ladavid from Psalms 27, is the book we're talking about with uh, the author Rabbi Elchanan Shaf. Uh, the um, the each each chapter, by the way, for anybody who has a chance to get it today. Uh, you can go to your bookstores. I'm sure many of them are open this morning. If you haven't uh, purchased it yet, uh, go and get it. It'll enhance your, uh, I, I really believe it'll enhance your uh, Yom Tov. Uh, it'll enhance the way you think about Yom Tov because you'll you'll have a particular, uh, which is I'm sure one of, like you said, the reason that you wrote this, it'll, it'll take something that we say and really delve into it in a way that is um uh, very easy in the sense of, you know, it's an easy read, but uh, it, it really gives you a feeling of what you're doing throughout the whole day. Um, the um, w- One of the themes that's in here is uh, based on the sixth Pasuk, and uh, that you you uh, title the chapter The Glorious Sound of Terua. Uh And if you could, for a, a few minutes... Tell us how that ties in, what the message is from that uh, particular verse, and since we are going into Yom Teruah, you know, what is that in terms of our, uh, our our relationship, if you will, with the holiday? Wow. Okay, so that's a tall order. Because <laughs> in, the, in the few short minutes that we have, um, I'll just share with you, you know, off the bat, something really fascinating about the Teruah. And that's that the word Teruah, and then Farshim already pointed out, means, means two things. One is that it's, you know, a, a broken blast, um, on a chauffeur, you know, a, a regular true, like where you do, 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 do. But then, there's also the word in the, 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 the monologue of Bilam Harasha when he was speaking out these incredible words of Racha to the Jewish people. Mm-hmm. So he says, you know, Truas Melechbo, which, uh, Means the truer, the friendship of, of the king. You know, true is, is, is like a reus, or the hafta le reacha kamocha. True can also mean, you know, intense friendship and love. And that's sort of interesting because, um, the true, which is a broken blast and, um, can even be, the word itself can mean to crush or destroy something. In the beginning of Tehon, it says, to row aim bishavit barzel, you know, to sort of snatch something into a million little pieces, which is a broken thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that being friendship is, is actually really, really interesting why that's so. Um, in, in fact, the word rea, which is a friend, is the same word as ra, which is evil, which is also really surprising. Mm. I mean, it wouldn't seem to be so so connected. Um, and so, you know, part of this is uh, just this like, fascinating comment. I think I may mention this in, in, one of the, in one of the footnotes, where the Ibn Ezra... Often in his comments, the Chumash was talking, and he would talk about the Karoim, the Karaites, this, uh, this sort of the 
spiritual descendants of the Tzedukim, who took all kinds of things literally and ignored the interpretations of the oral Torah from Sinai, and they kind of just looked at the formation. So one of the things that happens is the Torah says, when one's shore, ye go shore-ish as shore-ehu, when one person's ox goes smashing into some, you know, his, his friend's ox. So that's the interpretation of Ibn Ezra and Chazal, is that it means the ox of his friend. But then he says, but, uh, you know, one of the Karite commentators used to say that, no, it's, uh, <laughs> it is not that the ox runs into his shore re'ehu, which means his, you know, the, his, uh, his friend's ox, right. but rather it means the ox that is his friend. So it's talking about the ox having a buddy ox. These two cows are friends with each other. And he runs into his own friend, and he says, that's totally ridiculous, because oxen don't have friends. You know, they can't have that meaningful relationships. Except for, of course, this commentator, his name was Ben Zutis. He says, the only friend that any, you know, cow could ever have in the world is Ben Zutis himself, you know. (laughs) There's no friendship, you know. Um, So it's one of the the little jokes that you say, very rarely is there such a light-hearted moment, you know, in the... uh, a few times that Ezra does this, you, know, you see his reflexes, uh, his comedy muscle. Right. Um, but the idea is that friendship is much more than just, you know, two creatures that share some sort of, you know, thing that they enjoy together. Apparently what it is is when you have two people, like Reus, which is a husband and a wife, you know, Reim Ha'ahuvim, we say, um, which Rashi tells us is the Hassan and the Kala. You know, when you have two people who recognize that they're really one piece and they're broken into two bodies or into two, but they're one piece, they share one mission, they're one unit, the idea that we are sort of broken off um, of Hashem and we're one unit with Him and we're together with Him and we're connected with Him no matter what, that allows us to understand the concept of, of, of evil, which is sort of, it appears that we're broken away. You know, evil is when things are appear to be broken, when the world doesn't appear to reflect the will of Hashem. So He's tov and make them and everything is indeed good. So, but if we understand that really everything is directly from Hashem and He's our friend and we are broken off from Him, then that would really mean that the things that are challenging and difficult and don't look so pleasant are really something that we're just not seeing so clearly. And so we should be grateful for that, too. And we should be able to look at things that are negative and the way that our sages tell us to, and that is to to sing joyfully, because that's also absolutely the very best thing for us, somehow, even though we can't always recognize it. And so that is really really the the greatest way of, uh, of connecting to Hashem, is to be able to not only you know, recognize that negative things that, that happen to us are really positive. But that, that's that's right. true. You know, that right. to sing a song as we as we uh, experience that brokenness. That that's an amazing concept, and and I thank you for sharing that with us. Uh, it gives something to think about during the uh, chauffeur blowing. Uh, you know, we have uh, again different customs on how many. Uh, Notes to sound, uh, you know, taking the, the motif that you just said, it's a song with, with different notes. And, uh, a friend of mine, uh, uh, posted something before on, on Facebook asking people what, what they think about during the chauffeur blowing to keep them going during all the chauffeur blowing. You're not supposed to, you know, talk or anything. What do you think about? This is a, a fantastic concept to think about of bridging those, those two where you have the brokenness of the, uh, of the sounds, but yet the togetherness. It's a, it's absolutely amazing. 
Yeah. Thank you, thank you for for sharing that, um, Rabbi Shaf. You are. Uh, I'll, I'll let you go in a minute because I know you have a long day and I and it's early and I appreciate <laughs> that. Uh, you are the rabbi of Base Knesses at Faircrest Heights in Los Angeles. Uh, what is the community like out there? We always like hearing about you know Jewish communities in different places. What what is the uh, what is the place like there? Really, the kids are in a nutshell. What we what we did here in Los Angeles is you know we sort of identified that the neighborhood was. Full. <laughs> Baruch Hashem, you know, property values are, are going up all the time. And you know, just, you know, rents and things is hard. And what we did is we went sort of to the edge of the neighborhood. And we opened a shawl a little bit further. We went, what? went all the way down there, Crescent Heights. You're going to move that far? And we didn't. It was not really that far, you know, from the edge of the neighborhood. It's just a few more blocks um, from the other side of the neighborhood. It's pretty far. <laughs> and we opened up a shul. And Baruch Hashem, as young people, were just kind of starting to move out. Um, so we have a somewhat a somewhat diverse community because, you know, when there are ten different shows on your block, so people think yeah. exactly, well, I'm a little bit more yeshiva, so I'll be there, and I'm a little more modern, so I'll be there, and you may never see, you know, right. anybody who's at all different from you. So here we have really an excellent, an excellent group. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's a very powerful idea to have a community that's really involved. So Baruch Hashem, I was able really to, to devote um, my full-time attention to, to, to building a shul, and that's unusual, really, when it's when it's a small shul. Right, absolutely. Um, but I've really attempted to be, you know, to be available for people and to, to learn with people and to meet with people and to actually, you know, make it. There is a rabbi who's available for you, who has your attention, who has your time, and that I found to be a fabulous, a fabulous uh, opportunity to really learn a tremendous amount. You know, so many people, um, so many people have so much to contribute to communities. Um, and often they don't have the opportunity to do that because they have a big place and they're busy and there's nobody necessarily to be spending their full-time attention looking and saying, what can this person offer us and what can that? So I find that we really, I don't think, as much as I used to believe, that we just have the most exceptional people ever, which there's a lot of truth to that. But really, really, there's uh, there's wonderful youth all over, and we're just really, really lucky. Right, absolutely. And a nice small group of them that's growing slowly, but surely it's it's absolutely fabulous. If you're out in LA, you know, give us a call. Sure. If anybody is out there and um, and maybe doesn't know which show they're going to yet for Rosh Hashanah, you still have room tonight and tomorrow. There's always there's always a space to be made, and we don't believe we don't believe in in, in charging the, for seats on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. You know, I feel like you can't charge people for a for a space that their their parents Shabbos people. You know, it's, it's your own family. Wow. We're all buddies, and listen, we will we will make an appeal. We will, yeah, of course, of course, to help us. I mean, we really could use it, but we'd never turn that down. But it's absolutely not quid pro quo. We just want you there. Right, right. You're on uh, West Pico Boulevard, uh, if I'm uh, reading this correctly, out there in uh, in Faircrest Heights in Los Angeles. If people want to get in touch with you, uh, how can they best do that? Hmm. That's a good question. They can probably just type my name and then they can find it. I'll call it Shaf. Um, they can find my phone number and my email and right. actual website and Absolutely. all kinds of wonderful ways in this connected world. Ah, um, that's 100% correct. Again, Rabbi, I want to thank you for joining me. The book, Lord Get Me High, Making the Most of the High Holiday Season by Exploring Themes from Ledavid, Psalm 27. It's published by Kodesh Press. I want to thank, as I always do, uh, Stuart Schnee, who's a public relations individual, uh, who uh, let me know about your book and uh, and gave me information and put us together. And uh, I really appreciate his doing that. Uh, he's helped out uh, many times before getting us to excellent people, such as yourself, to be on the air with us. 
So I do want to thank him. And I want to encourage everybody to get the book if you can today. Get it. If not, order it and it'll, uh, it'll come to you in a couple of days and, uh, you'll have it for, uh, for this year and for years to come. Rabbi, I want to wish you and your family and your congregation a uh, Chasiva Chasimatova. Uh, and thank you again for joining us right here on JM Sunday. Thank you so much for having you. To everybody out there listening. Thank you so much. It is uh, 8.33 in the morning here on JM Sunday, and uh, we're going to go to another um, selection that is appropriate based on the conversation we just had. This goes back, oh man, a number of years. Judea with uh, Horani right here on JM Sunday.
8.37 here in the morning uh, on uh, JM Sunday, Eastern Time. It is uh, the 13th of September, 29th day in the month of Elul 57.75. Next week when we join you, God willing, it will be 57.76 as um, as Rosh Hashanah begins tonight uh, around the world and uh, ushers in a new year, and we hope a... Uh, a new year of um, health and, uh, and happiness and safety and uh, all good wishes and everything that we uh, we hope for and we ask uh, Hashem to provide us during the course of the year. I mentioned a few times today that uh, there's a big anniversary today. It's the anniversary of Nachum Siegel uh, and his first time on WFMU. And what uh, basically began the uh, the adventure <laughs> we are uh, that we're still in thirty some odd years later. The first time the Nachum was on WFMU was excuse me was uh, in 1983. It was let's see uh, it was era of Rosh Hashanah. It was a Wednesday, so Rosh Hashanah went uh, from. Uh, you know, uh, Wednesday night, Thursday, and uh, and Friday, right into Shabbos. So on, uh, it was the 7th of September in 1983 that Nachum began. And we actually have a clip, uh, some of the first words that Nachum, uh, that Nachum Siegel utter- uttered on the air on WFMU on that day. Let's see if we can... Um, See if we can catch that audio for a few seconds. There are a couple of spots that I wanted to to play. So let's see if we can. This is uh, Nachum talking right after like the first song that he played on WFMU back in 1983. Let's see if uh, we get that. Uh, we're gonna give the controls over to Nachum, and uh, that's great. Hope you folks will get along all right and have a chag <laughs> sameach. I'll be speaking to you again on Monday morning. That was uh, that's David Kufeld who introduced Nachum uh, to um, the audience that day, and uh, he began that. And then in just a few seconds, uh, we uh, we jump ahead to Nachum actually uh, saying his first words. Let's see if we have that exact spot. Uh, right here. And, uh, I would just like to say that, uh, everyone here at the Hebrew and Jewish program have given me such a nice warm welcome on my first day. I feel right at home. And, uh, I'll be playing fantastic Hebrew music for the months to come, hopefully, right here at 91.1 FM in stereo WFMU. And that, those are some of the first words that Nachum uttered on the air in 1983. Uh, and, uh, it is just, um, it's just been an amazing time these 30 some odd years, uh, uh, and thank God, uh, this, uh, this network has been built up. Of course, so many people along the way, and, and now, uh, also, with, you know, as we mentioned last week when we spoke to, uh, Miriam L. Wallach, who's the general manager of the network, and, uh, and Mark Gazamik, who has uh, so much to do with uh, keeping this network going and the, and the music. And, of course, over at WFMU, our station manager over there, Ken Friedman, who's been so supportive 
of Nachman of the show for these many many decades. It's um, it's just wonderful. We thank God for being uh, for for allowing us to uh, to do this and allowing Nachman to have accomplished so much. Thank God over the uh, over the many many years, and we wish him uh, and his family, of course, a health and uh, and a good year to come and. Uh, it's just uh, it's just so exciting to be a part of this, and I, I again I'll do that at the end. But I want to thank all the listeners for making this year so great and the last three years so great here on JM Sunday. Uh, but I thought it would be interesting to play those little clips. There might be another one I have. Uh, oh, it's funny. Uh, uh, a couple of other things that uh, that Nachum had mentioned. I don't know if we're going to be able to get to it. The, I believe the first song he played. I have to double check this, but it is on the. Uh, on the recording that I have, but I believe this is the first song that Nachum played from Mayor Sherman, Ilufinu, or certainly one of the first ones. I'm not going to play the version from the uh, from the recording because it's kind of old. I'll play it from here and uh, let you listen and enjoy to Mayor Sherman from the letter to Mashiach, Ilufinu, here on JM Sunday. Yeah. 
Admi Pacha Mayashe
As we go from uh, Yisrael Williger's Barosh Hashanah to a, a classic of Mordechai ben David, Barosh Hashanah, to finish up, I want to uh, wish everyone again a uh, Shana Tova from me and my family, to all the listeners out there, and uh, appreciate it. We look forward to seeing you again next year, next Sunday right here on on JM Sunday on the Nachum Siegel Network. My thanks to Nachum Siegel and his family, and again, I wish him continued health and success in the many decades to come, this being the anniversary of the start of his career on WFMU and this incomparable, amazing journey of uh, of the network. And uh, to the listeners out there around the world, it's just uh, thank you for joining us and uh, continued health and Hatzlacha for many, many years to come. We're going to finish off with Mordechai ben David and go right into Atikva. We'll see you next week right here on JM Sunday. Enjoy the Yom Tov, everyone. Yeah.